All right, so we are continuing, continuing our series in the Jesus Method. So we've been going along. We've talked about so far that Jesus selects us. We are chosen. And because we're chosen, we are associated with Jesus. Um, that Jesus is always with us. Through opposition, through every circumstance, Jesus is with us. We are then consecrated and have our purpose. Um, we show gratitude to our Father God by following his commands, his Bible, like Pastor Katie was talking about, that rule book. We have a mission in, the, in that book from, from God. We are then given a, um, a task. We are imparted with this wisdom. Uh, you can only convince someone that the gospel is true by living out that Bible, living out that love and presence of Jesus in your own life. And a couple weeks ago, Pastor Gary spoke about demonstration, that Jesus shows us his example of how to live and how to teach and how to love. Our spiritual habits will cause us to demonstrate our love for God for other people. We must be prepared to have others follow us as we follow Christ. So today, we're talking about delegation that Jesus has assigned his disciples for some sort of work. And it's interesting, through Jesus' ministry, um, he starts out very, very simply with his disciples. You know, they're, they're, they're with him, he's chosen them, and they're doing simple things like arranging accommodations, finding food, um, making a way for, them, for Jesus to get from point A to point B. And as time goes on, you'll see that those jobs get bigger and bigger, and that trust grows, and their ability grows, and, and Jesus gives them these uh, bigger jobs. In Matthew 4, verse 19, Jesus has found his first couple disciples, and he says, come, follow me, and I will send you out to fish for people. Give up everything you were doing. You were a fisherman. You were once um, doing that. That was your life. You were on a boat. You had a fishing rod. That was all you did. You cleaned the fish. You sold the fish, and that was it. But I want you to give up everything you know and come and follow me so that you can fish for people. Jesus' method was to get the disciples into a vital experience with God, to take them out of what they knew and put them right in the middle of what God wanted, to show them how he worked before telling them how to do it. So he demonstrated, come with me, I'll show you God, and then I'll tell you how to do it. Jesus, again, used his disciples to help along his work. Like I said, caring for those manual burdens. He even let them eventually baptize others, and that's found in John 4, verse 2. As the road, as they traveled farther, little things began to pop up that disciples could do. The command of your being called to be fishers of men was given to these four fishermen. However, even after they, they started their ministry, they've been ordained to do this, a few months later, their evangel evangelistic work had, really, had a really slow start. The principle here is that we need to be patient with our new followers. Hi. Are you a follower? No. 
later. He wants to play the drums. We need to be patient with our new followers. You're not going to grab someone right from that fishing boat, right from being a non-Christian, right from their Catholic background, uh, like Pastor Katie mentioned about our youth, and throw them in and expect them to know exactly how to worship and exactly how to talk to their mom about Jesus and uh, just jump right in two feet and everything. It was a slow start. It was let's learn about who God is. Let's learn about how we can help people and how we can share God's word. We need to be patient with our new followers, with our new people in our lives. Working for Jesus takes time. This is why demonstration, the last uh, message, was so important. We, got to, we get to see how Jesus lives. We get to see his example. We get to see your example. I get to watch Frank pray so powerfully and learn from him. Um, I get to see Nancy be so excited to serve food and just love on people that way and be so hospitable. That's just not me. <laughs> I love people. It's just not me, Nancy. <laughs> and it just is so encouraging to see all of you being an example for God's love. It, was Je- it wasn't until Jesus' tour of Galilee, so later in his ministry, um, in Mark 6.6, 6, it says, Jesus went around teaching from village to village. In Matthew 9, verse 35, Jesus went through all the towns and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, healing every disease and sickness. It wasn't until this moment that he realized, hey, I can use these disciples to do something more than just these bare, simple tasks. (laughs) They had seen enough to get started, two feet now in the ministry. He called these 12 disciples together and he gave them power and authority to drive out demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and heal the sick. These are big things. They were now ready to pray over people, to teach people about the power of God and the kingdom of God. This is the idea of the baby bird leaving the nest. Your high school student graduating and going to college or university or on with their life, the Bible college student coming out of ministry or coming out of school and starting their first youth group or their first uh, full-time ministry position. For me, the first, the, the new grad nurse starting in a hospital and you have no idea where anything is and no clue what in the world you're doing, uh, it's the first time these disciples can soar on their own. And Jesus let them go. He gave them the responsibility to go. And he gave them the authority to go. He gave them a method. He showed them the method. So today, here are the the instructions given to us as we go and make disciples. Number one, Jesus gave instructions before they left. He reminded them and reaffirmed his purpose for their lives. They were to go and to preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick. We see this in a few different uh, spots. So Luke 9, verse 1 to 2. Jesus called the 12 together. He gave them the power and the authority to drive out those demons, to cure diseases, and he sent them out. Matthew 10, 1 tells us again that he called the disciples to him. 
Again, giving them authority and driving out impure spirits to heal every disease and sickness. And Mark 6, verse 7, calling the 12 to himself, he began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. They weren't sent alone. They were sent initially two by two. They had someone in their back pocket encouraging them, continuing to model for them. No new information was, was given in this moment of Jesus sending them, but it clarified their task. He reminded them, you're going, you're going to heal, you're going to pray, you're going to talk about my kingdom. And this is what he's told them the whole time. This is our purpose. He instructed them also in these moments to not go to Gentiles or Samaritans at this point, but rather go to the lost sheep of Israel, those ones that maybe have knew God but have steered the wrong way. The idea here is that Jesus is saying, go where you know you will have a susceptible audience. Know where so go, where somewhere, go somewhere where people will accept what you're going to say. Jesus selected us to follow him, and he selects us to go to the willing. Just like we were willing to be called by him, he wants us to go where people are ready. For us, this is, this, the application is to start with people you know. Start with the people that have your back. When, uh, before we knew Gary was going away, he was talking about uh, sharing about when he first started to play guitar. And I don't play guitar, so that doesn't apply. But his idea was, I'll share it just so you kind of get the idea what he was going to share. Um, he was going to say along the lines of, you know, when he first started to play, he wouldn't have just jumped up here and played in front of everybody, but he played in front of his mom. You know, somebody who's, never, who's not going to say, oh, you're terrible at that. Um, you start where you know people are going to encourage you. So when I was thinking about an example, um, I do artwork, I crochet, I knit. And the first time I started doing these things, I'm not going to give it to like my like somebody I don't know because it's probably not going to be so great. It's not going to be the best. So you're going to start with your parents because you know they're going to say, oh, it's so great. You're going to start with your best friend because same thing, they're going to just be appreciative that they got something. Uh, and as you go along, as you're trained in practice, things get better and you move on from there. The disciples were direct, directed to people that would openly accept and listen to what they were sharing. Start where people are willing to listen. Don't jump in right to the deep end. Number two, expect hardship. Jesus knew they would face opposition and the work wouldn't always be easy. Some would refuse the disciples because they had refused Jesus, but he told them, fear not. Do not be afraid of men. God would never desert them. Even at the threat of losing their lives, God would never desert them. Matthew 10 verse 32 tells us Jesus assured them anyone who confesses Jesus before men would be remembered before Father God in heaven. God will never desert us or leave us where it is hard. Although this hardship is expected, he tells us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. In other words, don't go looking for a fight. Don't go going into those really hard spots. Go where people will listen. It might not still be easy, but 
you're expecting it's gonna be slightly less challenging than that really crazy place over there that nobody knows anything about God. We are sent as sheep among wolves. I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. When we are called, it's not always easy, but it is where we are designed to be. Something that regularly pops up in my mind and as an encouragement is you have to choose your hard. So for me, it's the reminder of working out is hard, eating right, healthy is hard. It's not always fun to get up, as Gary has told you, at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> but it's also, not, it's also hard to be unhealthy and hard to not be able to run around with my kids or walk or take care of patients at, at, at work. And so you have to choose your hard. Which one do you want? Do you want to sit where you are and not listen to that call? and feel like you're missing out on something? Or are you gonna pick the hard, and the other hard, and go and share your faith, that youth, go and share his faith, his idea of Jesus to his mom? Both are hard. Number three, we go with Jesus. Jesus's method was that he was one with the Father, and we are one with Jesus. This is why he gives them responsibility and authority. And following the authority, he gives them his power. While they haven't yet experienced the spirit baptism from Pentecost, they don't have that full power yet, the Holy Spirit was already with them. They went as ambassadors of Christ. They had his name on their jersey, just like in our small town. People know us. So we're part of a team. They know us because we go to this church. And a bit of a funny story, it was probably year and a half, two years after being here. And we were at Lighthouse Festival and I went and ordered a pizza from Mo and Joe's. She recognized me and put my pizza order in. I went back to the table and my mother-in-law went and picked it up and said, I'm here to pick up a pizza for Elizabeth. And she was all confused. Well, I don't have an Elizabeth, a pizza for an Elizabeth. And Dixie was all confused and thinking, well, she ordered it. What's going on? So finally, Joe says, thank you. All done. Yeah, all done. So finally, Joe says, the only pizza I have is for the pastor's wife. She only knew me as with that label. She only knew me as, oh, that's, that's the pastor's wife. I know who she is. And fine, we went about our day. But it was just, I found it so funny that that is who I, who I was known as, that they had, people know us from around town because we go to this church or because you're the doctor or you're the nurse or you're the teacher or the EA, right? We have these teams. So welcome to Team Jesus. You have Jesus on your jersey. Four, we go with others. So originally, Jesus sent people out two by two, his 12 disciples, they went out. There's a definite need for companionship, especially if it's going to be hard, as Jesus said it would be. They could always find solace among themselves, some encouragement along the way. This is the strength of us, of our local church. We belong to God and we belong to one another. We are here to encourage one another, be examples for one another, pray with one another, 
serve together. A few months later, Jesus sent out another 70 people, again, two by two. This is now an example of how his movement and, and teaching about, about God was now growing. They needed more people. Through the hardships experienced, they were now accomplishing the mission of reconciliation through the word of Jesus. He, when he first sent out his disciples, they were only instructed to go to those nice places where they would be well-received. In this current experience where he sent out another 70 people, now they were told, go to every city. Go to where there's Jews, where there's, where there's Gentiles, where there's Samaritans, people that know nothing about who God is. Go there. The team was instructed to go into the unknown together. They now had the encouragement of over 70 people. There was room for fear because they all worked together. They took each other, they took their local church, and they went to those hard places, and they took Jesus there with them. Number five, we press on. Matthew records the Great Commission in chapter 28, verse 19 to 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It can be translated as you go. In other words, wherever you are, proclaim God's work, proclaim the gospel message, follow methods of Jesus always, wherever you go. Teach an example, demonstrate, delegate, and pass on this mission. Jesus still speaks today. So before we close, I am going to challenge you to either think of a verse that's always on your heart, on your mind, or this year, this month, or take a few moments to open a Bible, pull it out on your phone, and just see where God might take you. I'll just give you a few moments and then I will close. Um, once you find that, let me stick your hand up, and I just want you to share it. Share a verse or a little message that God is, is placing on your heart today or over the last few weeks or few months.